0: Welcome to Misty Queen's Circle Queen. This podcast is all about connecting with the universe. And that universe is you. Here spirituality will meet reality. We will discuss mindfulness, personal growth, vulnerabilities, and bash society norms about women, sparkling it up with spiritual fun as astrology, tarot, and laws of the universe. I'm your host, Diana Baltra modern mystic, astrologer, writer, and mindful self-love coach. I really hope you will enjoy this ride. So let's jump in and start growing together. Hey my loves, welcome to this episode called Embodying Divine Feminine with my beloved soul sister Victoria. Now, I know this is a discussion that can literally take ages. It's so hard nowadays to define what exactly the divine feminine is. And if you go online or in other kinds of events out there in our public world, you're going to get a different definition about Divine Feminine. You absolutely will. And this is why sometimes it gets confusing. And this is why sometimes we have some miscommunication and misunderstandings and confusion about it. So this is what we will talk about today with Victoria. There's going to be lots of flow, lots of amazing concepts will be revealed here. Because, hey, being the feminine powerhouse... This is what we are all here to do, darlings. You are the divine feminine powerhouse right here. So I can't wait for you to unleash it, to understand it more fully. And this is why Victoria is here because she is this amazing woman's empowerment coach who speaks unapologetically, directly, and with her full, full heart. She is helping other women connect to their feminine, sensual, and sexual nature. Or just in other words, she is helping all women to step into their feminine power. Yes, loves. And if you are listening to this episode, that probably means that you are ready to step into your feminine power too, aren't you? So no further ado, let's dive in. Hello, my loves. I'm so happy to bring to you my, well, let's just say my past soul sister, Victoria, because we both also discussed this beauty of just meeting with each other and just having this beautiful flow. And just, I don't know, it feels like this sisterhood bond where I can just speak with her about various things and we just flow together. So it's really beautiful. Thank you, love, for joining us today.
1: Hello, hello, my beauty. Thank you so, so much for having me. And you're absolutely right. We had such a fantastic connection right the second we met. It's as if we knew each other in the past life, which
0: we probably did. (laughs) So thank you for having me today. I'm very excited. Mm, Absolutely. Without no doubt, totally. So, love, you know, we work a lot both together with women, basically, just with women. Which is a beautiful you know spectrum of what we can touch so we thought that today we're just basically gonna also go with the flow and discuss femininity itself, its embodiment, what it feels like to be the female and what that concept itself of divine femininity means because well we just laughed a little bit before starting this that this is becoming a little trend lately the divine feminine embodiment and one of the questions at least that I get from women is how how the heck do I reach it? Because there are so many misconceptions, I believe, about that too. And there is lots of truth about that too. So we're just going to let it flow and discuss, I think, lots of juicy things today. Yes, love?
1: <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. Super exciting stuff. And before we go with that, um, do you mind telling people just a little bit about yourself and more what is your own soul's vision here on earth, at least right now at the moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, wow. I'm just literally putting my hand on my heart because I feel so passionate about this work that I do with women. And, you know, I went through my own personal journey, which led me to this. And this is my soul's journey is being a guide and mentor someone who inspires and cheerleads you know, and supports women when they are seeking this path of reconnecting to their feminine side. Because as you rightly said, there are so many misconceptions in the world right now. There's so much confusion. There's so much misbalance between the masculine and the feminine energies. And mm-hmm. so it's beautiful to just be part of this work, helping the world and women to wake up what femininity is and help them reawaken and ignite that beautiful feminine energy within them
0: Hmm. i love hearing that i think we definitely you know need that a lot and i love that you are mentioning both that we need both masculine and feminine integration dynamics in women itself even though we are reaching for divine feminine which i believe is that one of the misconceptions that we get a lot we think that if we reach for divine feminine it's just this beautiful feminine Venus image of nurturer, the giver that we usually understand as the mama itself. Do you see that way too, Victoria, that this is what's happening sometimes?
1: Yeah, I think this is this is definitely what's happening. And that's basically our conditioning that we have received through the years of what woman is, what being feminine means, what being sensual and sexual means. You know, it's all this image of a certain woman that is flowing very venus-like as you as you rightly mentioned but in reality divine feminine is not just that this is the tiny tiny part of what divine feminine is she is raw she is wild you know she has her shadow side and she has her light side and she's embodiment of all that she is, of all her emotions, of all, absolutely all of this is flowing through her. And uh, yes, misconception is a, is a huge, huge word. We have a huge misunderstanding of what the feminine is. And it's beautiful to see that more and more women are wanting to learn about the feminine, wanting to embody the, the right feminine, feel right in their bodies, feel right about who they are as a woman.
0: Mm, yes, totally true. And you know myself I have seen lots of um, these divine feminine circles itself happening right now there is more and more of course right there and it's beautiful to see that because it is required as you are saying we are on this path all together but I also have seen lots of these circles where exactly they just nurture that exactly feminine side so much more and sometimes even bash that a little bit more masculine female side which Some women do have a little bit more, you know, we both have both. But, you know, we're all so unique at the same time that sometimes it's really hard to say what is that perfect definition of this divine feminine itself. Exactly.
1: I think this is sort of the the wrong direction of really going with that misconception that is already existing. Of trying to teach women into becoming more sensual in the Venus kind of way, right, <laughs> and not accepting who they really are and how to express their own archetypes, because archetypes are such a big part of what woman is, and knowing how to connect to them is exactly what's going to help them in every area of their life. So when they need to be sensual, they will be sensual. When they need to be raw and motherlike, they will be that. And um, yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot of how to say, there's a lot of concentration. And because um, people are and women are not understanding yet what the real divine feminine is, they're trying to kind of find their way around it based on the conditioning they have received. And, you know, this kind of image
0: is what we received and what we know. True, totally. And that's not a bad thing at the same time too. You know, we do need that part at some stage, I also just have seen on Instagram, you shared how we also need to know how to receive. It's not just about giving, it's just the receiver side at the same time too. So it's a cycle itself. And that just makes me remember my grandma a lot. Um, She's not here, at least here uh, in this lifetime. She's somewhere else. But I remember that she was the biggest giver I have known in my life. Like she was this shining angel constantly giving and giving and giving. And sometimes I just pause to think how she could even do all of this. But at the same time, I saw that sometimes she was ridiculously tired also because of this constant giving and given mentality. And I think we women sometimes, you know, don't know where to stop with that too. Then it's so being promoted by the family standards itself to be the giver in the family as a woman. Do you see that perspective too?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think one of the biggest lessons I have learned through the years that I've been on this journey is be open to receive, because this is once again, something that we completely forget. And you can see this in all women in pretty much any situation in their life. Take a compliment, for example, someone tells you, oh, your hair looks really nice. And immediately you feel like saying, oh, but I didn't even wash it or, oh, oh, but, oh, thank you. But like, it's not even something, you know, (laughs) you always find an excuse to say why it is not actually, you know, good enough. So for us to just be open to receive and say, oh, wow, that feels so good in my body. Thank you so much for this compliment. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And this is what we need to do a lot more. And in fact, one of the practices that I do uh, with my clients during my coaching sessions is exactly that is form a little group and give each other compliments and teach yourself how to be open to receive them. And next time you receive a compliment, it becomes almost an instinct. You pause, you allow, you know, for this compliment to come into your body and then you receive it. And same thing, you know, in family life, we always give. We give to our partners, to our kids, to our parents. And we leave ourselves lost because that really is is not the nature, but is understood as being the nature of a woman, a giver. But once again, another misconception. Woman is, you know, a receiver. And if we move on to a different uh, subject of intimacy and sexuality, just in the simple intercourse and in a simple, you know, act of love and sexuality, woman is the one that receives and she needs to be open to receive. So, you know, there are hidden messages in our bodies and our nature that tells us
0: that we really need to know how to receive. I love that you are mentioning that because I remember the first time I learned about seven laws of the universe. And one of the laws was exactly the feminine and masculine energy dynamic. And it was exactly described even the biological nature of ourselves, because our organs are inside, you know, and it's so different with man. So that already shows like our body shows what we need to do. It's crazy that we people tend to twist it that much sometimes, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly it that's exactly it. It's, it's all hidden. All of the answers are in our bodies. We just need to look at what exactly is our nature and we will find the way. It's all about
0: balance in the end. What actually advice I'm thinking you would give to people for women who just, you know, start this embodiment journey and they just don't know where to start. Would you recommend any kind of practices that maybe you like the most using yourself? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when you you talk about a feminine woman,
1: an essential woman, I really invite um, anyone who's listening to just close their eyes and just imagine what essential woman means to them. What does she look like? What does she feel like? What does she smell like? You know, in as much detail as they can. And then, then you will realize that this woman, when she walks, there's a confidence that's radiating from her. There is something that you can't really put your finger on. This woman is fully engaged with everything around her, with all of her five senses. And so one of the biggest practices and my favorite practices is basically reawakening the senses. We are pretty much numb. Our bodies are numb. Our senses are numb. (laughs) And, um, you know, the biggest thing that a woman can do is help herself to reawaken her body and all of her senses. And that means, you know, when we eat food, we're so used to putting a lot of spices and salt and pepper and we we can't imagine anything simple anymore and we no longer stimulate it. It just doesn't seem tasty anymore. And same thing, you know, with sounds, very rarely we find silence comforting, right? It seems like we, if you have a chat with a friend or someone you just got to know, right? And and one of you stops talking and the other one's not talking and then you feel uncomfortable. You're like, you need to fill the silence, right? (laughs) Because we're simply not comfortable with silence. And so, you know, all of the senses are exactly like that. If we talk about intimacy, we are completely desensitized in our bodies because of the information that we feed, through porn, and, you know, all of the toys that we're using, we're completely desensitizing our nerve endings. And, you know, and it all comes back to the fact that a sensual and a feminine woman who is connected to her divine is also connected to all of her senses. So this is what you do, you consciously start reawakening all of your senses. And at the end of the day once you do that it is pretty incredible how powerful we as women are because you can walk down the street and feel orgasmic and feel pleasure just from walking down the street and feeling the wind going past your hair and your skin and the sun and all of these things it's absolutely absolutely mind-blowing and we are really we need to remember how to do this we need to bring this memory back into our bodies because we are magic it's as simple as that
0: Mm -hmm. i got goosebumps got my hair just (laughs) rose it's exactly you know how i feel that sometimes we believe that the divine feminine itself and sensuality it's something out of the norm it's something that we need to reach that is out there very worship goddess alive and that can be but actually it can happen every single day by by us doing these regular things that you just mentioned just enjoying the sun you know just enjoying the breeze and the air i actually have done this like today and just it felt so good then the air just came you know and just touched the face i was like ah, this is just divine So I think we all need to remind us, of course, to ourselves, because we tend to forget with our problems, being stuck with, with, you know, rushing all over the places. And we all know that sometimes, you know, uncomfortable situations can happen in life, but it's just bringing ourselves back to that beauty and understanding that we don't need porn, we don't need sex twice. We don't even need men sometimes to feel that way, don't we? Yeah, in fact we
1: we really it's beautiful to have this connection but no we do not do not need men. In fact we should start without men. I mean, how does a woman otherwise know her body? <laughs> and that that's kind of uh, you know, when I work with my clients on my sexual pleasures uh, program, it's more It's more understanding. And i realize realized how many women actually don't know themselves. They don't know their body. And then they think, what is happening in my relationship? What is happening? Why am I, you know, either one of us is basically less interested than the other one, or why is there a misbalance in our relationship? Or, you know, there's a list of things that they come to me with. However... It's a lot to do with the fact the woman doesn't know the body, and there is this misconception once again. I love this word; it keeps coming up here today. That you know, a man needs to know how to touch me and what to do to make me happy, to make me, uh, you know, to bring me orgasm <laughs> and all. That. And that's that's. So not true. That is completely incorrect. A woman needs to know her body, her every single inch of her body. In fact, it's really, really nice practice to do yoni mapping, to really understand what, you know, what exactly feels good, what doesn't feel good. And then she needs to tell the man what exactly does she want because there's nothing more than a man wants than for a woman to say, sweetheart, I want you to do this, this and that. <laughs> you know so we exactly. all just start with ourselves and 100 percent you shouldn't start with a man you should explore your body first
0: mm, i love that we are discussing this because i think most of the women or at least at our younger age we feel guilty to do that somehow we feel shameful that we will be called names let it be You know a sexual being in a very nasty way called which well basically we are as a being we are sexual beings too yeah Um, so i believe what would you say maybe more to these women who have this belief or more heard this belief from society that you know it's evil to do these things because it's so pleasure-based and we shouldn't enjoy that too much
1: Oh, my God, that's such a nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, it is very understandable why so many women are actually in this mindset. And um, it is very sad. However, this is exactly how we were raised. And this is the type of conditioning we have received since we were little girls. So these layers, they go back really, really deep to our childhood, you know. First of all, what kind of family have you been in? What was sex talked about? Was pleasure talked about, or was it a hush-hush? Or was it, you know, what kind of concept, what kind of family you grew up in? First and foremost. Secondly, when it came time for you to, you know, even even little girls, you know, they look around, they're interested, they want to see, you know, where you slapped on your hand to saying, "Oh, don't touch it! Don't look it! Like this is not okay." Like that's already conditioning. Then obviously we got conditioned with the fact that we didn't get initiated into when our period started and on top of everything got shamed and and had to hide that we have a period implanted basically these mindsets that it's dirty that it's not clean that it's you know something to just get over with and hide don't tell anyone just like, quickly hide it all away instead of celebrated, you know. So, we have been shamed and we have been conditioned with everything around our sexuality, our bodies, our periods, all of it. So, we have to give ourselves a bit of an, you know, applause that we're in such a beautiful time where this is turning, you know. We are seeing this, we're noticing this. We can make this change. We just need to, you know, have enough will and willpower even. To make this change, and you know, we are now in a world which is slowly starting to celebrate the feminine power, celebrate the sexuality and sensuality, you know, celebrate all of these beautiful, beautiful uh, feminine things that we're talking about. And 100, percent we are sexual beings. This is so natural. It is important. It's you know, apart from you know the fact that it's super healthy <laughs> to be oh, orgasming. Yeah, Um, we basically don't know our bodies, and we don't know the capabilities of our bodies, because this kind of subject is very hush-hush. We limit ourselves to porn, we limit ourselves to toys, which in fact limit our orgasmic capacities. And we all can have full-body orgasms, orgasms, which are... just on another level, <laughs> you know, but to reach that, we need to free ourselves from the thoughts that it's wrong. We need to first and foremost, accept our bodies as they are, start exploring, start seeing pleasure and feeling pleasure everywhere. And, you know, um, I go through so many different pleasure practices to the point where women start having mini orgasms whilst eating food. And this is beautiful because our bodies are capable of this. (laughs) And so we need to keep exploring it and we need to keep doing it. And we need to work on all of these layers of shaming, you know, and conditioning that we have received. But that's the great thing because all of this conditioning that we have received and it's implanted in our brain, you know, um, there's this thing called neuroplasticity, which basically is just a fancy word for the fact that, you know, whatever we have implanted, we can change it. So you can always put new ideas and, uh, and new things in your head and change that perspective. It will take work, but it is possible, which means that your new you, your vision of you in the future is very much going to happen if you commit to it. And so all of the shaming and all of these layers and all this conditioning that we have received, we can overcome. And, you know, I'm a proof of that.
0: I love hearing that. I actually just have talked in my life about exactly these, I call them models of reality, the beliefs we get, you know, to perceive their reality. And that basically we can change that. We can change how we perceive the reality itself. And I think many people discuss that if we got our beliefs very young in the age, most of the, you know, scientists say it's still seven years old. Most people believe, oh, I can't change it. You know, I am too old. You know, we all have heard it. Like no one can change. Um, And these big excuses, uh, this is what it is, excuses, because I personally believe just like you, Victoria, that we can change anything. And of course it requires work. But that work is exactly the beauty that allows us to see so much more magic in the world itself. Absolutely,
1: 100%. And in fact, I'm going to give a tool to everyone who's listening and want to do or to at least understand how it all works. One of my favorite teachers, Dr. Joey Dispenza, I don't know if you know of him. Um, oh, yeah. he, Yes, he beautifully explains, even to those who are skeptic about the energies and how it all works, he's very scientific. He's a neuroscientist. So he will tell you exactly what is happening in your brain Exactly what you do with your thoughts, exactly how to change your habits and all of these implanted ideas. So I really, really recommend to someone who's interested to just understand how ideas get planted in our head and how we can change it. Listen to Joey Dispenza, yeah, or read his books or yeah, I absolutely love all of his stuff.
0: Oh, that's true. He's amazing at explaining this. And it's amazing how he combines science together with the spiritual world itself and just allowing us to understand basically that it's one of the same because I think it is.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's him. Um, also, love Greg Brayton. Together, they do like an
0: amazing combo, <laughs> and I could listen to them forever. <laughs> Lovely. So, loves, if you want to snatch more in regards to this, just go and check their books and their resources because there is a lot actually. I mean, Dispenza has so many books. And all of them touch it at some level, whatever subject you're touching, it still touches the beliefs itself because that's where it starts. So, darling, I know you mentioned a little bit the archetypes itself. Can we just go through them very fast in a few sentences maybe to explain to woman what exactly the archetypes are? Because I think maybe there are some people who are unaware a little bit about that. We discussed the nurturer itself. What are the other ones? Okay, so I'm
1: going to try to do it as fast as I can. I think if anyone looks up the archetypes and the, and the feminine archetypes, we are filled with information. We are flooded with information. So you will find 20 archetypes and 27 and 7 and whatever else. But in the end, I want to reassure everyone that they all boil down to just four archetypes. At the end of the day, we as women have four main archetypes that we should be using to help ourselves in, you know, different areas of our lives. Now, those archetypes are the queen, the warrior mother, the lover, and the maiden. And what happens is because of all the conditioning and what is happening in the society, we usually count on two of them more than the other two. So two are always dormant. You will not feel connected to them at all. And that's why you would feel that this is not you. This is just a different kind of woman. You know, that's, that's not me at all. Because you always count on the queen or the warrior mother or or whatever else. However, all of these four archetypes are you, are just a different trajectory of you. So connecting to all of them because they all have their benefits. They all have something to draw from. Like the queen is someone you want to use at work because she's powerful. She's a leader. You know, people follow her. She's a planner, organizer, really looks to the future. But you don't want this woman in the house because that's where you challenge the alpha balance in the house and if you want a balanced and masculine uh, man for example in the house and you then then you really cannot be the alpha there so it's it's knowing these little bits little bits and pieces of when to use which one and when you're not connected to all of them and you only use two of them that's where it gets complicated that's where you know we make mistakes that's what you know, relationships fall out of balance. That's what I really, really love to do with women is help them to connect with those archetypes. Because in reality, once we start to go into warrior mother, who is the magnet of finances and abundance and all of this, I have clients who either got a promotion or just something work-related that the money is just flowing in. And there are certain practices to also activate those archetypes. So if you feel like, oh, the lover is not me, The lover is you. It's just that you're not connected to her yet. So it's a little bit like a game. Once we start working with archetypes, we're kind of playing a bit of a telenovela, a soap opera, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So one day you pretend you're an absolute lover and you dress as a lover and you act as a lover and you do practices of the lover and you see what happens in your life. And then another week or another day, you act the queen. And that way you start connecting to all of them. And you see how much beautiful, how much more rounded and smooth and balanced your life becomes just from knowing your archetypes and knowing when to use them and how to use them with your partner, in your relationships, in your career, in your personal life and all of that.
0: Mm, Beautiful. And I love that you're saying that we are all because, well, oh my gosh, of course we are. I mean... We are the divine beings itself already, which is also the misconception. We don't need to reach for the divine feminine. We need to reconnect with the divine feminine because it's already inside us. All these parts are there. So this is really beautiful love.
1: You know, and that's exactly why sometimes you feel like putting a leather jacket on and going and rocking it on and putting loud music on in the car, (laughs) you know. And sometimes you just feel like a long dress and flowing along the beach and everything. These are the archetypes trying to speak to you. And it is okay to have a different wardrobe for each one of them. It is okay to feel like you want something different almost every day. These are your archetypes.
0: Nice, because I think most of us would think like, oh, my gosh, do I have a bipolar disorder? Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to be with a flowy dress and another number of the biker jacket. What's wrong with me? You know, can I decide what style I want to wear? And well, it's totally fine to be both. <laughs> 100%.
1: Yeah, if anything, you should be all of the four as often as you can.
0: Amazing. Okay, darling, this has been a big pleasure having you here. And before we finish, maybe you can share this channel you know you are on the most so people can come and find you.
1: Absolutely. I am on Instagram mostly, and my handle is Victoria Mia at Victoria Mia. And once again, thank you so, so much for having me. I had so much fun chatting with you as always it flows I loved how we didn't have a real topic and then it just flowed into all of this
0: exactly oh this is beautiful I'm also going to be bringing Victoria to the Instagram live soon I don't know when this is airing exactly so people if you are hearing this you can also come to our Instagram channel and we check the recording either way But we will have all the other details where you can find Victoria on the show notes as usual. But this has been a big pleasure chatting with you, love. And thank you again.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who's listening.
0: Wow. Just a big, big wow. I don't know about you, but I personally loved this episode. Firstly, because I appreciate being a woman, and I appreciate speaking about the divine feminine and sexuality and how we can unleash it. To be honest with you, we didn't know with Victoria what we're going to talk about at all today. I mean, we knew we're going to speak about woman empowerment, woman embodiment, but we just decided to just flow in. And well... It definitely flowed. So I hope you enjoyed it, loves. Now, if you're ready to step into your own feminine power, make sure to check Victoria. All her links are on the show notes. Meanwhile, take care of yourself, you divine, feminine, beautiful, nature force. I love you. And I can't wait to see you next time. Kisses.